Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, welcome to our podcast. My name's Abby Jana. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Whitney. And this is... Hello, UX. We are a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX design. And we are here to empower designers and help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. So we wanted to take this time to introduce ourselves and say a little about who we are and how we became UX designers. Okay, ladies, so let's get started. Jasmine, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure, I would love to. Thank you. Okay, so I have an extensive background in public health, and I earned my master's in 2016. Prior to this, I worked for the El Paso Health Department for many years, first as a health educator, later on as a contact investigator. So then while I was working on my master's degree, my husband um, started a web development agency, and it was mainly to help nonprofits redesign their websites. So I came along, I learned the WordPress platform, and my job was to oversee the overall website layout, and I also conducted usability testing. And so in essence, I was doing UX design without really knowing that's what it was called. Then my big aha moment in regard to UX design happened when a friend of mine invited me to an all-woman talk panel. And so it was various ladies talking about the various roles they held at different companies. And this is the first time I heard the term UX design. And so I was intrigued because in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm already doing some of that, you know? And so um, I went home, I started doing all my research, and then I came upon Careers Foundry's uh, free six-day online email mini course. And so each day you get, you know, uh, maybe they talk to you about the marketing UX design, about salaries, and then they start going into some of the UX processes. And so I was hooked. And at this point is when I said, okay, I need some formal training and user experience design. Oh, so you took the Career Foundry mini course. Well, then how did you decide on General Assembly for your UX bootcamp? Yeah, so my decision was based on two factors. One of them is my learning style. So I know I do best when I'm in the classroom setting. And also, I'm a parent, and I'm sure a lot of parents out there can relate that even though I'm working, my kids will see me and they will assume, oh, mom's not working. Let's go interrupt her because we need this and that. You know, so I knew I needed to be in a distraction-free zone. Also, my GA admissions advisor uh, made me aware of an awesome opportunity with Adobe and she encouraged me to apply, and I was awarded the Adobe Digital Academy Scholarship and Internship. So my my training was paid for through this internship and scholarship, and that was awesome. What? Completely paid for? That's awesome, Jasmine. I know, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. So just one more question for you. So what were some transferable skills from like public health that helped you become the UX designer that you are today? Yeah, so many of the skills I developed, um, so things such as being able to do public speaking, 
team collaboration, conducting interviews, and knowing my target audience, I feel have made me become a more empathetic UX designer. Now, that was my journey into UX. So I'll put the spotlight on Whitney now. Whitney, what made you choose General Assembly? Ooh, okay. Well, um, luckily, General Assembly had the option to pay tuition after you graduate, or I'm not so sure I would have been able to uh, pull off those financial gymnastics to take the UX Design Immersive. Um, I didn't know about uh, the Adobe Digital Scholarship or any scholarships available. Uh, Definitely would have tried to apply for something like that. So yeah, it was definitely the pay tuition afterwards was very attractive to me. And just the timing of the course, uh, everything kind of just seemed to align perfectly. Thank God that all worked out. And uh, before this, you were a software engineer, right? Uh, Yes. Yes, I was. (laughs) Yeah. So what was it like coming into a UX boot camp with a front end engineering like background? Well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Before studying UX design, I thought of designers as uh, the prima donnas of the software (laughs) world and basically just tried to stay clear of their machinations, you know, their mood boards and fonts. Uh, I I didn't see the value in it. Um, But then one day I was trying to make a new portfolio and I was trying to find a designer to help me. And I kind of just thought to myself, "Eh, it would be cool if I could just learn to pick out fonts and colors myself because that's what I I thought that designers did. That's all I thought. (laughs) Uh, And I know how bad that sounds. Um, But it is what led me to uh, give UX a whirl. And I kind of went from thinking that designers were a waste of time, and again, I know how bad that (laughs) sounds, uh, to believing that UX is everything and everything is UX. So yes, I was once a design skeptic, but now I'm a UX evangelist, self-proclaimed UX evangelist, and I will never stop talking about it. So... Do you have any advice for others coming into UX with the same background? Uh, Yes. Uh, Don't be arrogant. (laughs) Uh, To say I struggled at the beginning of learning UX design is definitely an understatement. I kind of thought since I was a software engineer, I was just going to waltz through this course. Um, Some of my other classmates with similar backgrounds struggled as well. Um, UX design was definitely a mindset that did not come naturally to me. Uh, Basically, when I was given a problem, I was already looking at the tools I would use to solve it. Uh, I guess looking at everything with a very limiting point of view. So it was hard, (laughs) the transition to thinking about the primary problems for the user, deconstructing it, and then starting to work towards a solution. I was just always thinking like, oh, this is a perfect React app. And our mapping system needs to use Google Maps API and like feature integrations. Like, oh, if we didn't include this feature, it would make it so much easier to develop which um, all of that just kind of defeats the point of UX. (laughs) So I had to take a step back and make sure the premise of the solution is solid. Okay, so now I'm going to toss Abby Jana into the UX hot seat. (laughs) So Abby Jana, what drew you into this field? Yeah, um, so I think 
I, my UX journey started in kind of like a roundabout way, really. Um, I've always had this like deep love of like crafting things. So like working with my hands, so like sewing and crafting and drawing, all of that. Um, I think it was really, I just really loved like imagining something and then finding all these like different ways of turning it into reality. And as I got older, that translated into like me throwing events so like things like culture shows and brunches and parties and just a quick side note (laughs) i throw one heck of a brunch no joke (laughs) Um, well i would uh hope to uh see that in person sometime one day after quarantine (laughs) me too yeah you guys are all invited okay (laughs) Yeah, but brunch aside, I I just really love the, like, just creating, like, a space where people um, have these, like, really unique experiences that they remember forever. But that was just, like, a hobby for me, and that's what I did in my spare time. Um, By day, I was a new patient coordinator at a cancer hospital. And thinking back to it, I really, I actually really like that job. Um, basically, so if you or anyone that you knew were was diagnosed with um, a type of leukemia, I would be the first person you talked to. It was my job to match you up with a physician, uh, prepare you for that first visit, and like get you in. And I think from that, I really started learning and listening to patients when they talked about their experience. So their experience reaching me, their experience being diagnosed, their experience from the first appointment really. Um, And it was a job that was logical and strategic on the back end, but took a lot of empathy in the front end. And once I moved to Austin, I was like ready to do something that was other than healthcare, (laughs) you know, just getting out of that field. Um, And I was ready to like find a career where I could be creative, Um, a career where I could just show that side of me, Um, but also use all my patient-centered knowledge that I got from my past past career um, just to help solve problems. So I think UX really hit that mark for me. Wow, it seems like UX design was a natural fit for you. Were there any career setbacks or trouble pitting to the field? Jasmine, UX um, design was a natural fit. But as you ladies know, like my journey into UX has not been an easy one at all. Um, even after taking the General Assembly UX immersive course, it has not all, it has not been all champagne and like twinkle lights at all. Um, <laughs> like um, I've heard so many no's one after the other, and a lot of opportunities that I thought I was a good for a, a good fit for, and um, hiring managers told me I was a good fit for. I was still past when it when it came to getting the job, um, and that's the thing. I think um, when you do a boot camp, um, some of them make it seem like you do this boot camp and then automatically you'll get a job right away or within the first six months, and that's true for some people. But for others like myself, it takes like a long time, um, and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, 
for me, it's been a year since I've graduated GA. And on my end, I'm being told I'm doing um, the right things and doing everything within my power to get hired into UX. But I still haven't been able to like land a job in Austin. Um, and there's definitely a lot of factors that play into that, but we can get into that in a later episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can address those concerns later. Uh, but yeah, man, that's rough, girl. And, you know, it kind of makes me angry because didn't you even win an award for your portfolio? Like being yeah. the best portfolio? What was the yeah. website that you won it was that for? Um, it was for PageCloud. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, you're beautiful. <laughs> you have the perfect voice, okay? You throw a killer brunch and UX design skills that would make anyone envious. Oh, and uh, so, and then you're always so happy and, you know, how do you, how do you always stay so optimistic and motivated? Oh, well, thank you for all of that. I appreciate you. You're a good friend. Anytime. <laughs> Just remember next time we're throwing a brunch. Okay, I'll invite you for sure. <laughs> Me too, um, me too, me too. Yes, you too, Jasmine. <laughs> uh, but with all of that, I'm not going to lie. Um, anyone who's like done the job searching process, especially for a very long time, knows like how like hard and dehumanizing the job search process can be. Um, especially like now with COVID-19, unemployment rates are at like a historic high, aren't they? Um, yeah. And some days it's hard and I have to accept that. But other days when I do have like that energy, I just have to like use that fuel that I have to create new things for my portfolio, like exercise, plan future events, like our brunch we're going to attend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just do things that like really make me happy. So I think the like message here is like self-care 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 it's like super important during this whole process and i also have a, a really good support system so i'm really blessed in that way but deep down i also know that I'll, I'll find something and it's really up to me to really know my worth as a as a designer but also the skills that i have to offer to a company that's worthy yeah well said Exactly. Thanks, friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe in you, Abby. Good things are coming your way. So it's do all I. aligning. Everything's yes. aligning perfectly. <laughs> Thanks, friends. Well, now that you know a little bit about each of our journeys, let's talk about what you can expect in future episodes. We'll guide you through the different platforms available training UX design. We'll also do a deep dive into the different user experience paths, such as UX design, UX research, UX content, writer, and many more. We'll also discuss the industry standards and address some important issues such as the lack of inclusion and diversity in tech for women and minorities. And we also have a very fun and interactive segment that our friend Whitney can elaborate more on. The Papyrus Experience. Yes, the Papyrus Experience. <laughs> um, essentially, it's just going to be an extension of my belief that uh, UX is everything and everything is UX. Uh, I just take the UX design process and apply them to everyday problems and situations. I really just wanted to show people that UX is a mindset and it is so, so very much more than just UI. 
Girl, you are so right. That is 100% true. <laughs> it girl, really is. Thanks, girl. <laughs> and on our next episode, we will be doing a deep dive into the different UX boot camps available. So we'll talk about what to expect. And we'll also talk about like how to pick a boot camp that best fits you. And we'll also mention how each boot camp is adapting during this pandemic. So lots of good stuff coming your way. Yes, yes, lots of good stuff. And I also would like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, Marcom, and UX. Before we leave, I would like to invite you to like us and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like for us to cover a specific topic or you're just dying to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or send us an email to info at hellox.design. I'll repeat, info at hellox.design. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on Anchor, Speaker, and Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And thank you so much for listening, guys. And look out for our next episode, UX Boot Camps, Choosing Your Perfect Fit. Yes, yeah, see you next time. And let me leave you with a Steve Jobs quote. Sometimes life throws a brick and it hits you in the head. Don't lose faith. <laughs>